All right, welcome back, podcasters. This is your podcast, Real, Raw, and Flawed, with your host, Michael Pinky. And I got my special guest, as always, my sister, Amber Pinky, on the line. Hello from the East Coast. Yeah, lockdown East Coast. So you're over in Pennsylvania, New York border, pretty much where we grew up. Um, and you guys have been kind of ahead of the game as far as locking it down as far as states go. Um, over here in Arizona, we are about to do that tomorrow, starting at 5 p.m. So we're on a statewide, citywide lockdown starting tomorrow. But <clears throat> I, uh, you know, I gave you a call earlier because I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about not so much, you know, the actual disease or the, the virus itself and kind of things that have gone along with it, but use this opportunity to share some of the ideas um, that have come up in this kind of isolation or quarantine, if you'll call it, where we've had a lot of time to be kind of forced into our own space and, and have a lot of time with ourselves. Um, and, you know, I, I know I have a bunch of thoughts here I wrote down, and I've been thinking a lot, which is not always good for me. Uh, but I think this week's gone past, and it's been it's been enough days where I've been by myself that I've, like, came came around the curve a little bit, and I'm starting to learn a lot from it. Whereas when it kind of started, I was like, you know, just in this gray space in my head. So for me, I, I say forced because people like me, um, I think this is where it's nice for you and I to talk, Amber, because <clears throat> par partially where we differ is how we kind of attack life. And we have very, a lot of similarities in how we attack life, but how we um, take our personal lives is very different. And for me, one of my fears is having nothing to do. So I've always had in the past, I've had a hard time uh, taking off work and like going and just being, you know, um, <clears throat> whereas you're much better at that. So it's that's be good fun for you and I to talk about because for me, like I said, the start of the week, it was like, uh, I was learning Mandarin, you know, I just, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Um, and I know you're a little bit better at it. So Talk to me a little bit about what you've been doing um, over there at home. What have you been doing, if anything, different? Well, so for me, as, you know, a whisper became a reality, I guess, uh, in the mainstream. Um, one, like you said, I mean, there is an ease for me. I definitely feel more comfortable. I'm, I've been dying my whole life to kind of have nothing to do. Like I, I want that more leisure lifestyle. I want to be able to, um, you know, whether I'm in private practice or whether I'm writing a song on the guitar or reading a book or, you know, I have company or whatever I'm doing, I still want it to be with the least amount of resistance. I wasn't always like that, you know, in my, adolescence and early 20s um i was an insomniac and i found it terrifying to be alone with myself or have any stillness or downtime or alone time or to be alone however you know over the last decade of my life i've learned 
how to be alone and how to sit in the silence and how to um, be comfortable there. However, you know, I just spent, (laughs) this is coming a strange time for me because I just spent, you know, a year and a half following losing our mom, uh, trying to see an acupuncturist and yogis and, uh, you know, find any practice possible to make sure I didn't have an anxiety attack or a panic attack and die. And that wasn't so much a fear of, it wasn't like this daily fear of being alone or what it might be like to be in a quarantine situation or this type of situation or a forced um, lockdown or, you know, whatever they're calling it. Um, It was about what if I'm just going about my business and I'm fine and all of a sudden that comes over me and I don't have any control, then what would I do? You know, so there, there's still some fear and there's still some things that exist for me that don't necessarily, it's not just, you know, easy for me. However, I am more comfortable in it to, to your point. Um, so I don't know. So, so let me, let me ask you on that real quick. Cause Go ahead. I want to clarify too, cause when I say you're more comfortable in that than I am, I mean, um, I mean mostly that one, you could you you practice more of the preaching of make sure you have balanced time in work and just life, and you you said that a lot for a long time, um, and and like you said maybe early on it wasn't so much, but you've always tried to practice that pretty well, and and I do want our listeners to understand and know too that. You're, you're really good at it. It's a fear of mine. But even you, like you just said, there's different levels of it. So, you know, put right. this coronavirus aside, you know, bring mom back in the situation. That was That's something unique in itself. I don't think, you know, one, a lot of people don't experience until they experience it, right? Losing a parent. Um, but, you know, putting losing mom even aside, I think the idea of being in total silence you know, today, today it's a little different. We have our phones, you know, so when everybody's like, oh, you're locked in your house and you can't go out. Well, you know, honestly, we have access to we're so much tra- today. <laughs> like, right. We're time traveling. We're, we're yeah. in China and then we're in Korea and then we're in Spain. Right. Because of the conversations we're having worldwide, even from our living rooms. Right? Exactly. You can, you can be isolated to your own room or your home and be global. We're not in a padded cell. Like, right. Right. Whereas like, you know, the past uh, pandemics or, or, or these, you know, we've had this history. We've had a, you know, two or three that we've known in our history. We've learned about in our time that we know that we're similar to this era, if you will, where like the the, the world doesn't seem to know what to do. But, um, you know, back then there wasn't like this access to the world still at your fingertips. So let me ask you a question. If if you didn't have your phone, and yeah. I don't think I've ever asked you this, if you didn't have your phone, does that give you does that give you any immediate anxiety thinking about zero access to the world or friends? Uh, for me, not so much. I mean, I, I will be the first to admit, and anybody who knows me or is following me on social media knows that. I'm a big I advocate. I use my platform. I try to use it for art and protest and education and 
you know, passing on positivity and things. However, because I'm a Gen Xer and because I came from a time before phones, because I learned how to drive when nobody had a phone. So if you got in a car accident, you had to walk for help and things. I'm a little more comfortable, I think, in the thought of what if we didn't have the technology we did and almost... I don't want it to, you know, break down and not exist. I love, you know, the leaps in science and things. However, no, that doesn't, to answer your question, it, it doesn't really give me more anxiety. If you took it away from me, it would probably be better for my mental health. I'd probably do more with my time in a different way. Yeah. Um, how about you? Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I think because of my fear for so long of being alone with myself, uh, that's been a that's been a pretty big fear of mine. Uh, until right now, till today, I mean, till this day, it's been it's been a fear for a long time for me. It is a fear today, to be alone with my own thoughts. Um, and I, I don't exactly know what it fully is. Um, you know, I know partially that I haven't always faced all the major things. That have happened to me in a negative way I haven't fully faced a lot of those things or given them the respect that they needed at the time so what I fear the most is when I'm in my own thoughts or by myself with my own thoughts with nothing else to distract me that it'll it'll come on like a bum rush and I won't be able to control it so <clears throat> I've always had that I never dealt with like anxiety I don't know actually what that feeling is that people talk about, um, but I have a fear of what it might be like to show up uncontrollably sure. on me. So well, I, I do. I have a I have a fear of if my phone broke <laughs> or or do, do, or, do or the world technology stopped. Do you have a landline? Um, uh, at work, not at not at home. You know, okay. home is pretty unplugged unless I'm there with my phone. So if my phone wasn't there, like right now, I, I, I got rid of cable and the internet in my house um, months ago. And I haven't had it for months. So when I want to do something at home, it is through my phone. Um, and when I first did that, it, it was a little, it was fearful. It was scary. And so it's like, all right, yeah. I'm going to get rid of it. And I'm not going to lean on my phone as a crutch. Just to replace it, I'm gonna try this practice and not have the TV in the house as this like reason for me to sit down and burn shift? hours. But uh, so so two things. One, uh, let me ask, and let me just say the other part of it too, so that I don't forget, and we can address it after. Um, one, did in that shift in your promise to yourself, did you make yourself not work? Because you're a workaholic, I've seen you in action, and even when you're home, you're working. Even if you have a house full of people making turkey, you're working pretty much. It's really hard for you to kind of pull yourself out of that world of production, which I understand because you are a sole proprietor and a business owner, a small business owner in America, and yeah. you're hustling all the time, and you're right in the prime of your your game in your life. Um, but did you were you successful at all in that? Did you give yourself permission to go, okay, from, you know, maybe, and I'm just using, doesn't matter the time frame, but, you know, from six to eight o'clock, 
you know, I'm done with work and I'm going to learn a song on the guitar and I'm going to read a book and I'm going to do some yoga and go down to the pool and then I'm going to go to bed and I'm not going to get back on and check more emails or see if I missed something or anything. Were you successful in any way at that when you set that goal for yourself? Uh, or have you... Yeah, yeah. Yes and no. So it was a hybrid approach. Um, not on purpose, but knowing that I'm, I have to take baby steps in giving up control over being the workaholic. Um, mm-hmm. Even even till now, like, you know, in the start, even till right now, uh, I've given myself, well, not now because they've actually closed all of our amenities, so I can't even go down to the pool. I can look at it from my balcony, which is nice. Uh, can you just run down a cannonball and then yeah. run back up? No, I mean, they got, I mean, they got the whole thing locked down and cameras and, they're taking it pretty seriously, which is which is fine. But um, I think I think I've taken a hybrid approach when I I did that. Um, <clears throat> I started going to the pool on days. Uh, I take like an afternoon. I come home a little early and go to the pool. Sun out. I started to go back down there on Sundays. Go to church. Go out in the pool. Be down there on Sunday. Try to have my phone underneath the the seat I was in and and just be there. Lay there take some sun and enjoy my time. Now, I, I do check my phone in case any emails, emails come through, but um, <clears throat> you know, I know that I was doing something different. I was at least making effort was because, you know, one of my friends down there and Brittany's friends we've known for a long time, uh, um, Sue, used to spend, she spends every weekend down there and her and Brittany used to spend the weekends down there and I'd be at work. And they used to joke about, you know, are we ever going to see him down at the pool? And uh, <clears throat> I think it was the third time I was down there. And she's like, whoa, three times in a row? What's wrong with you? <laughs> she was like, what's wrong with you? Did you lose your job? Yeah, okay. And, you know, making making a joke, but, you know, and I laughed, but <clears throat> to me, to you it, was it was confirmation. Actually, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because she um, knows. So for me, it was, it's baby steps. It's it's a hybrid approach, I guess, for me. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying. So let me say on the part two of that that I didn't get to as far as, you know, being alone with yourself. Um, a lot of conversations <clears throat> I've actually had in the last couple of weeks since this has gotten more serious is, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. My, my business is almost ramped up a little bit because people have more time on their hands and you know who better to spend a little bit of time with than you know some kind of a hands-on healer or somebody that is positive or somebody that can lend them some kind of a touchstone outside their own thinking and what's what's come out more often than not in these um, weeks that have passed are the personalities um that are emerging from our time in history right now of the workaholics and, and, and where our society has come that we are moving at such a fast pace now and we are so over-dedicated to not just our jobs, whether you love or hate your job, but also, you know, coding three different age children to three different sports 
um, you know, every week that take up six or seven days of your week on top of all the other responsibilities it takes just to run a household right. and, you know, all the other things. So people are most uncomfortable right now because they're out of their routine and because the things that they wish that they were doing all day, every day while they're at work or sitting on the bleachers somewhere for the fifth time, you know, in three days, all they want is exactly what we've been given right now, this moment. And let's let's take the, the, the emergency out and let's take the subject matter out and just make it a general staycation. Let's just say that, you know, the world said, okay, we're going to do what Europe does and everybody's going to take a month off of work. Everybody's got a month off. And you'd think that everyone would celebrate and just be so excited. And, you know, we've got lots of dual things happening here because, you know, we've got the fear-mongering on the TV. You know, if you can't turn your TV off, right. you don't have any control over that, or you have to be plugged into what's going on or hanging on the limb. But more than anything, what I'm, what I'm hearing is that people are just really uncomfortable with free time. And that's, that's a huge shift since, like, our parents were raising us because I mean there were everybody had the weekends off everybody was at the state park everybody went swimming every weekend everybody you know it yeah was back when they called time. it nine to five right like when it was a thing like nine to five right right when yeah. you knew what to expect and, and 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 to that point I think where people will seek something from me in that um journey or seeing like you know why are you not be, why, why are you not scared right now or why are you okay right now or whatever it is um is because to your point you know when I shifted from being right where you have stated you know you are in moments that fear of being completely alone with yourself without anything to do as far as your own personal agenda or ego um you know, what might I find there inside myself, but isn't that really the point? And so I want to tell you and, and the world or anybody listening that it's an illusion. The darkness that we fear is the gate that sets us free. And when we face the great nothing, right, <laughs> that is our, our darkest fear, that is going to come out of us and that we might explode or we might die or it might kill us if we had to actually sit with our lives or our decisions or our failures or our whatever, you know, it doesn't, it actually sets you free because you realize that it can't hurt you and it's not as bad as you thought. And on the other side of it is like a set. You can manifest and become anything you want. Yeah. And start to and start to be a person who's writing a manuscript or a new movie or a chapter about your life in a way that is fresh and doesn't have any of those imprints or scars from the place you once feared. So, you know, it's a big it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think it, it's a tough it's a tough thing to say like, oh, we get this time to to do things we don't normally do, spend time with your family, but like you said, like we've got we've got to this position um, in life where things are just different. They're not like they used to be uh, when you grew up or when parents grew up or when I grew up. They're just not, and that's just how life goes. Each generation changes a little bit, and the story's different. That's why we always say when I grew up, you know, it was different. Or you, you kids don't get it. I used to walk to school. Like, you know those stories? It's always going to change, and, and that's just reality. I think... I think this, right? Yeah, I think this forced 
why why I say force, and I don't want it's not it sounds like a negative word, but why I say force is because this is put on us. This is not a choice. We didn't we didn't recognize as a country or as a world that we are getting too crazy or out of hand or working too hard or not right. not smelling the roses. This came on us out of a forced situation out of fear. So, okay, but we're in it now. We don't have right. a choice. We're in it. So this is a kind of a forced situation where everybody's locked to their confinements in their home and you can't go out. They're going to try to contain this disease and whether they do or not, it's a different subject, but they're going to try to contain it and they want everybody to stay in their homes. Well, in that task, people are forced into situations that are uncomfortable. There's going to be a lot of uh, marital disputes, you know, there's going to be a lot of coming together. It's not going to be, there's going to be some negative. There's going to be some positive. There's going to be some realizations of, man, we don't spend any time together as a family, or we don't spend any time talking to each other as a couple. Because when you're forced into a room with somebody, I don't care if it's 20 minutes, an hour, or the 14th day, eventually the normal shit runs dry and you have to do something different. Right, so, it's like the Thanksgiving, it's like going home for the holiday and then getting stuck there shipwrecked <laughs> with the people that you were only planning on being with for 24 hours. <laughs> right, can you imagine a Thanksgiving right. for uh, four days straight? Like Groundhog like Day is four? 14? Yeah, so yeah. like, that's what I mean, that's why. I, I've, seen, I've seen Thanksgivings that, you know, lasted less than two days that almost destroyed entire families. <laughs> oh, right. 100. Right. Yeah, so I mean... Let's talk about some other situations that are forced so that we can level the platform. So it's not just this moment, but if we're having a conversation, like you said, about what is there to learn from being forced into a situation that we didn't necessarily ask for, maybe we needed, maybe we didn't, um, what some of those situations would look like or how they would come about. And then where the opportunity for growth is and or what can come out of them if we choose to look in that direction. Yeah, so for me, you know, like I said at the beginning of all this, it was kind of like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm one that, uh, what, I, what I've realized in this moment, and I've, I've known this a little bit about me, but, you know, <clears throat> I have these moments of clarity. A lot builds up and then I have a moment and then it all comes very clear to my brain and I see it clearly. I learn from it and I'm, even if it was a bad thing, and I'm very jacked up to, to then move forward the next day. So my moods change quite a bit. As you know, I'm very emotional in moments. Yes. Um, so this one for me has been a lot of forced time with myself, which is not actually that rare. You know, it's one of my realizations this week has been, what am I even doing? Like, what is my, what's all my, what's all my cloudy brain for? I, if I, I look, if I look at my past is, five I years. Everybody is having the same exact moment as you, but keep going. Well, yes, but, my, but if I look at my f past five, eight, almost 10 years, people are like, oh, you, you know, a lot of people, you're social. But really, if you look at my life as a whole. I'm a pretty isolated guy anyway. Like, I work a lot. 
and when I'm not at work. You're, you're not you're, you're not typically, and you have been in the last few years. So and this isn't a judgment or anything, but I don't think that you're. Um, what'd you say? Isolated. I think that you have been emotionally unavailable by choice, which has isolated you. Correct. From having to feel things that you're scared to feel, or you're not deem you haven't deemed as a priority or whatnot. So, but I, I just the difference again. You're not. I, in a I thought it was. Self. Yeah, no, I thought it was, one of my moments of clarity was like, what do you, what, what's actually changed from the day before this became a thing to today? And, yes. for, and for me, the answer is nothing. I don't go, like, I'll, I'll sell my, oh, should I go run, run, run to the grocery store and pick up this? And I'm like, wait, I don't ever do that anyway. Um, exactly. Like, I, I found myself thinking of things that I don't need to or never do anyway. Um, and I'm like, well, what was my day? Like what was my life thinking before? From you, so you almost feel like you have to, and you're like, wait, I don't even do that anyway. What am I thinking? Right, and, and it, it was just kind of like a duh moment. Like, dude, duh. I get some people, um, and I want to be sensitive to, to everybody, some people are going through a massive transition and change right now. Like, of course, you, you, you just can't go to work. Sorry, you have no job and we can't pay you. Some people are getting laid off during this. Yeah. You know, I, I have to say out loud, I'm very lucky to be in the position I'm in, even though we are hurting too as a business. Um, right. Pretty tremendously. We just started a, a new company and we invested a ton of cash into it the past two months. So this is not the greatest for us. But, um, you know, I, I can't even take that seriously. Because I just, I, I know, I can think in my head and see clearly the, the global hurt this is going to have on everybody that is living day to day before this was a thing. So for me, it was like getting some clarity on those, getting perspective, but really going, Mike, how much different is your life anyway? Right. Like just wash your fucking hands now. Um, make sure you don't get sneezed on in public and keep working. And we're just right. going to ride this thing out. So I think maybe just in the beginning, you talked to me a couple of days. You, you know when I'm in a, a funk, I don't really say much to you on the phone. I let you talk a lot and then I'm like, okay, bye. So, <laughs> so. But I know, I feel you. you I, get feel, it. I felt your silence even for a couple of days. And, you know, my, my reminder to you was that, you know, these are the moments for me personally, I like to a lot of what I learned about myself and how I can function and sleep through the night and not have anxiety and be okay with where I'm at and be okay with who I am and be okay with my contribution and whether or not it's yeah. big enough or large enough or all these things um, is by looking at patterns. And so I have to kind of do the same thing when something like this happens in the world and I Maybe it's because I lived in Hawaii, maybe it's just because it's the first thing that comes to mind, or maybe it's because it was it's the closest thing in our lifetime that people could relate it to. But, you know, I think about when Pearl Harbor was hit with the bombs, yeah. you know, and, and during World War II in 1945, and on that day, I think it was actually 1943, um, but I could be wrong, don't quote me or laugh at me audience but anyway on the day that the Japanese hit Pearl Harbor with all those bombs 
there was a 17-year-old girl who had a prom coming up that was going to be canceled. There was a 35-year-old business owner about to launch a new product. There was a 21-year-old fireman that started his very first day on the job. Right. There was a 20 there was a 23-year-old nurse that started her first day at the army um, hospital in Honolulu and the shit hit the fan. People yeah. were dying. Thousands and thousands of people were dying. It wasn't just, you know, everybody just take shelter. Everyone be with the people that you love. <clears throat> make some meals. Get some rest. Sing a song. Paint a picture. Do your best to just stay at home and stay safe. It was, we are under attack and nothing will ever be the same. And and we recovered from thousands. that. So, you know, that's the and, short story, and, right? And, and guess what? Like you said, we can't. We couldn't get global with it and like talk to friends across the country. Even you also didn't know what was even really right. happening. Other than we're under, we were looking up and people were looking in the sky. Like, is this right. happening? Is it gonna? Are the bombs hitting New York next or Arizona next or whatever? Right. right? Yeah. So, so right. I mean, I, I think. So I try to, I try to ground myself in those moments with yeah, bigger 100. moments before now. And that people have survived things like this that was much, much worse in in much bigger ways um, and still grew and still came together and still learned because one of the one of the biggest lessons that I'm enjoying in this pandemic or this world emergency or whatever is going on and I know it seems like how could anyone be positive or enjoy anything right now? Oh my God, you know. But the truth is is that to see the level of compassion and the people rising to the top and the people that are constantly on social media connecting with other people and saying, yeah, are yeah. you okay? Here's a meditation. Here's a class. Go ahead and tour a state park. Go ahead yeah. and tour Versailles. Go, ahead. You know, all these, everybody's giving each other options to go, it's okay, it's okay, just take a deep breath. Everything's going to be okay. And that level of compassion to me, I don't even think we see in the streets very often. So No, I'm, I'm happy. I'm really it happy shift, about it shifting. Yeah, I'm really happy about the the change. And what I keep saying force is because look, again, we, we do get caught up on our own paths heavy. Whether you're a workaholic or not, we just get caught up on our own lives and our own paths. Uh, and a lot of times it's not intentional that we aren't giving over here or giving more to our relationships over here or these things. It's just because we are just different where we live and we're just Everybody goes a little harder. There's no set hours in the world anymore. Weekends are well, a fair game. So, you know and, what I do there's like? So much, there's so much access to information. I mean, we can't... We, we started coming full tilt boogie down the mountain of... Our balloon got so big because all of a sudden we could access the world. All of a sudden we can see every possible example and there's not enough time in a day or in a lifetime to achieve all the things that we want or that we, especially somebody like you who's in like professional sports and things like that. There's not enough time in a lifetime to not only get myself successful enough, but to make sure that my kid is the next NFL quarterback or PGA star or you know, uh, we're, we're beyond dreaming at this point. We are literally trying to make every single dream that we have ever dreamed come true because we know it's possible. But we have lost track of the beauty in between. Well, I think it's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm actually happy about the media existing the way it does today because it hasn't changed. It's still the Facebooks and the Instagrams and Twitters and Snapchats. It's still the same. 
as right before the corona came that it is now but it's being used much differently because people have been forced to slow down a little bit because they have so much time that they're actually embracing some of the tools that those apps were built on connecting people so like you said earlier like people are actually jumping on and having FaceTime together on Instagram um, with with family, with friends, with fans. You see a lot more of these oh, athletes the and, and yeah, and the live concerts home, I mean, yeah. or just playing music from their home musicians yeah. for their fans and then having a fan chime in and like go live with them. So like so much more human interactions happening in the moment. And again, I say forced because it, it got we put on. It got. It. We should have yeah. chose it. But you know but what? You know what? Be- Nature will always choose for us because, like oh, a what thousand. Mr. Fuller said, we only emerge through emergency. God oh. or the, the universe or whatever anybody believes out there, you know, in the world. You know, um, I believe these things are not. Why natural disasters happen? Why these viruses happen? Why um, Pearl Harbor happen? Any of these things, you know, in my mind, this is going to sound bigger than. We need to talk about, but like in my mind, it is the world sometimes having to f- purge itself a little bit of yeah. a lot of what's going on. So th- these things to me is like what I know in my heart for for sure is this thing might we might not be even close to the the worst part of this thing we're experiencing, but humankind is going to get through it big time, and it's going to be a distant memory, and. We're going to be better for it and stronger. You know what I'm really interested in seeing, though, is will the people, what they've been doing, you know, this this forced new kind of thing and getting more connected, how long will we hold on to that? Because we are such a quick, you know, we're always like so quick to get the good feelings and then we're on to the next thing. It's going to be a 50-50 thing. It's going to be, you know, there's going to be people that literally are just going to go right back to where they were the day before this happened. Just middle fingers up in the air. (laughs) Well, or or, or, that, there's going to be those people, but there's also going to be people who don't even like flex. They're just like, thank God, get me back in the car. I'm going to go. Um, But I think that there are certain things, I mean, we have never had an organized worldwide labor shut down every single person except the six utilities which are you know we're i know we're going to have a, another podcast after this one that's going to talk about the bigger picture about what's really going yeah. on here um but when you really break this down right now the only people working in the world are the people that are um that we are the most dependent on and those are the people yeah, essential services water yeah um yeah utilities um, infrastructure, fuel, yeah, hospitals, uh, and so that that is another conversation for another time. But one of the things in a controlled shutdown of this kind, I just thought it was a couple things. Number one, I think it's the most interesting thing in the world that we literally went from <laughs> the way we grew up, like the eighties and nineties, like MTV and color television was still like pretty astonishing. Okay. And now we have a worldwide shutdown where no one can go anywhere. And all of a sudden, everybody's popping up on, like, Zoom conference calls with their family members and their Aunt Shelly. I'm like, oh, overnight? Nobody even had – nobody we, nobody even did a tutorial? Like, we're all just right. live? We're just, right. Because 
the nature of humanity is that we will evolve and we will merge through emergency. We, our nature is to connect. We cannot live without connecting. If we're watching us on National Geographic, there's no animals just living in isolation. Everything right. is an ecosystem, right? So if we can't connect, we will find a way. If we had to look at during the slave wars and things, they built tunnels. People will connect no matter what. You cannot stop it no matter what you do, no matter what kind of virus, no matter what kind of government control. So that's really interesting to me. The second part is that you just proved that schools are antiquated and brick and mortar schools are completely unnecessary. Everybody can be home and learning online. That most of the workforce does not need to be at an actual job somewhere, spending money polluting the air. That they could work from home. That I mean, you just you just cha- you just proved in one week that our entire system could run completely differently. So it will be interesting to me how much of that sticks going forward because if you could eliminate like school taxes or like so I, I don't know the world could be changed forever from this point forward will that happen i don't know but yeah we'll see we'll see who's paying attention to what right like everybody's paying attention yeah. to one thing right now and not looking at but i can tell you this um high level business people have their eyes open they always do during downturns they always do during epidemics they always do during the worst of the worst, the highest level entrepreneurs and businessmen are always looking at what's to come out of it. So there'll be some there'll be some pretty epic, uh, crazy at the moment ideas come out of this for sure. But I think the country's so yeah yeah the country's so unfortunately uh, stuck in the the fear mongering at the moment that, that we'll we'll see what comes out. We'll only know that when it comes out. But um, I think for the moment. I, I say everybody should be embracing um, self-work, you know, like looking internally at yourself and seeing what you can do differently. And that I'm, I'm talking about personal and work. Um, yeah. I, I'm taking this opportunity to really dive into myself and, and say, hey, man, there's no more excuse about I'll do it later or I don't have time right now or, you know, I... I fell in that trap quite a bit many years ago where I was like, oh, I'll get to that. I'm going to, I want to be better at being that person. And then, you know, because I'm a workaholic, a year goes by and I'm like, fuck, I'm still doing the same thing. So this moment, there really is no excuse because we do have time. We all have time. So I would say embrace the time you have. Face a couple fears maybe, you know, take them head on. Uh, Learn something that you always want to learn. Like, you know, I'm, I loved doing music when I was younger. I loved it, like playing the saxophone and playing guitar with dad and listening in. And I just went away from it for so long. And I'm always like, I'm going to pick it back up. I'm going to I'm gonna start jamming. And another year goes by. And my guitar is sitting in the corner still. You know, it's like. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to encourage myself to do it, but I'm going to encourage everybody else. Um I've definitely been playing more guitar. I'll tell you that one of the things that spikes a little bit of fear in me on occasion is that exercise, yoga, meditation, affirmation, those kinds of things were really big components to fighting against my anxiety or the fear of or a panic attack. And so 
when I would feel like I was getting a little antsy or like, oh, I'm not really comfortable or I can't fall asleep right now or I'm not comfortable just sitting here or, you know, something, uh, I, I can feel something I don't want. And then I almost, even if I'm not going to, I can almost talk myself because I remember what it feels like. I can talk myself into, oh, I feel that icky pre-feeling of that. And, and so typically over the last couple of years, what I would do is I didn't care if it was three o'clock in the morning, thank God for Planet Fitness, I'll tell you that. I didn't care what time it was. If I had that feeling, I would just go to the gym. Yeah. Or if it was nice if it's nice enough out, you know, go for a walk or whatever, depending on the time of day. I struggle a little bit more at night. Um so little things, little triggers, which, you know, intended or not by the higher people that be in control at all, um, you know, were Oh, the gyms are closed now. <laughs> okay, well, you can't close nature, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? So I guess I'm going to go for a walk, and I'm going right. to kayak even if it's cold. And you know what? I wrote out my entire – I teach um, boxing for people with Parkinson's now, and I wrote out one of my entire 90-minute 90 90 routines on a fluorescent green, the ugliest thing I could find, huge poster board, and it's in my living room, and it doesn't match anything because I can't miss it. And I'm doing that every day in my living room. And sometimes I add a dance to it. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like laughing at myself because you know what? When I was 10 years old in like 1985, you know what I was doing when there was no pandemic and there was no issue and there was no anything? There was also no cell phones and no computers. Dancing until you had no energy in the living room? In the living room. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, you know? And like that's all I wanted to do. Was like leap and like fame. I'm gonna live forever. And like sing at the top of my lungs and like be crazy. So, I think a, a good, um, a good, uh, you know, word of advice for people is to find the inner child. Go to the monkey bars. Hang upside down. Yeah, yeah. Dance, dance in your living room. What are you afraid of? There's nothing to be afraid of. Those were the times of our life. Get on a bicycle. Remember when you could ride your bike for eight hours and not be tired? Even uphill. It didn't even tire you out. You're just like, this is awesome. I'm free. You know? Yeah, man. Glad, um, you, glad you brought that up. We we talk about that a lot in the other podcasts, in the Combine Performance Podcast. We talk about the, the, the moment when a child turns into an adult and the brain starts to shift from no care in the world to ultimate responsibility. And that's when they change, that that attitude starts to change. And, you know, you're bringing up a good point is we're kind of in a moment where uh, you've been stripped of almost responsibility. Like, hey, can't go to work. Hey, um, we're going to be sending some money because you're not going to pay your bills. It, we're kind of putting this bucket and you moment. You are allowed to work out or go to the gym or go to right. your class or your yoga class or your Zumba. Or anything. Right, it's like we're we yeah. put in a we're put back in time almost. We're put we have this small moment in time. We don't know how long it's gonna last. Maybe it's a couple more weeks. Maybe it's a month. Maybe it's in two months. But almost like you said, embrace this time because there is a there's a pureness in the psychology to the moment when we shift from uh, responsibility having none to all, and that's what makes us into these serious adults where we start to lose some of our fun and our inner child. So. That's a great point to bring up. Like, look, embrace this moment. We might not have it again in your lifetime. You might not have the opportunity right, not to work the job you hate. Might not have right. the opportunity to have uh, three weeks to just kick it with your family or uh, a good Wait, friend. Or, and have, 
Yeah, keep your pajamas on till 11 a.m. and make breakfast every right. morning. Like, oh, you know, because guess what? When you're back in that, as much as you want to get back to it, you are going to wish you were home with yeah. the coronavirus. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, this is the nature of things. If you're tall, you want to be short. If you're short, you want to be tall, curly hair, straight, yeah, of straight, course. Curly, all the things. You know, it's, um, you know what's funny to me is people say all the time, it's like, you hear this all the time, and I have so many friends that work jobs that they just don't, they don't care for, they don't love, they don't, they don't like. It's just they feel like, well, I have to work, I can't get another job. They have that attitude, and it's like, you always hear them, well, I wish I could, I wish I could, or I wish I had more time off. They never give us time off, or, and then you get something that you've always talked about, and some people don't either know how to handle it or what to do with the time if they had it. And then, boom, it's gone. And can't we... And you're back we, into... I hate this job. Yeah. And can't so, we really actually compare that to everything, whether that's the love course. we've always wanted when it shows up, course. or the job we've always wanted, or the vacation we've always wanted. It doesn't matter. You get somebody who goes on vacation, like even, even in the regular life, we're back and this never happened, and somebody, you know, is on their regular yearly two-week trip and they decide to go to a room or whatever. And the whole time they're there, they're miserable. They're like, when I get back to work and when we get back and when we get home, right, and right. they're not even, they're still not even in the moment. And it's like, this is the only real reset that we're going to see in this lifetime that is not a conscious effort or a conscious choice to say, I'm taking yeah. a leave of absence from work or <laughs> I'm going on a retreat. You know, yeah. this, like you said, is forced. And so, Let's just let's let's open up the conversation a little bigger. Like you said, when we when you first, um, you know, asked me to do this particular subject matter um, and to try to keep it, you know, not in the ascension game, but just, you know, what do and we it, do it, with this real, real life human moment? Exactly. What do, what do we do said, with this time? This a lot of time we've been given. Right. And I said, well, what are some other situations there's no situation like this, obviously, that we know in history. However, there are other forced situations where people are forced to be uncomfortable and something really good grows from that. And I, one of the things that came to mind, I had a client early in the week, um, a new client, someone I had just met, and they went to the Marines and they retired from the Marines 20 years and, you know, great person, family-oriented, three beautiful daughters, um, all these great qualities and whatnot. And when we got to talking, you know, the getting to know you conversation, I said, um, you know, why the Marines? Because I would never choose that, you know, so I always am interested to find out, you know, why somebody does something. And let me just take a pause to say thank you to everybody out there that are that are essential so that, you know, we can continue to, to function here. But um, he said, well, in his circumstance, he grew up fighting a lot and he got himself in trouble and the ultimatum was you go to juvie or jail or you can join the marines and not everybody you know that might not come out good for everybody but for him he flourished and it, it gave him a path to then have a life he may have never had had he just continued on the path he was on and so that was yeah. a forced situation. He didn't have control. It wasn't like, yeah, I want to be a marine. No, it was like, I don't want to go to jail. And he made the best of it, and it, yeah. it cultivated the rest of his life. And so there's a lot and, of circumstances. And some like people, that. some people have had to go to jail too. Like good people make a 
wrong mistake and have to go to jail. And it turns out to be the best thing for them. And they do turn the corner and they do change their life. And um, there are these situations that sometimes when a human's forced into a situation, they do have to fight or flight. So um, when I say th this forced quarantine, it's like, I really see it's like almost like gifted time. It's like everybody's always like, you can't get time back. You can always make more money. You can replace money. That's not even a thing. Um, right. It, but but time, so but time, there's only, everybody gets equal amount of time no matter who you are. Nobody gets any more hours in a day. Everybody gets equal amount of time. Time is valuable. And it feels like and almost we've been given time. Right. And we see throughout history what people are capable of doing with the exact same amount of time. I mean, Martin Luther King. Uh, Any, anybody. I mean, right? Like, same exact amount of time as the rest of us, and yet right. they became civil leaders. Or, right. you know, and, that, and that's not everybody's, you know, goal. But I'm just saying, you're right, to your point. Everybody has the same amount of time. It's what you do with it and where you put the value. Yeah, I think uh, I know one other exercise that, you know, I've been kind of going through in my head is, there's there's a this quote and I can't remember where I got it and I wrote it down and I've had it forever and I used to read it all the time and um, it just came across I mean obviously a lot of things have come across my plate having all this time on my hands and it came across again and I'm like that's why I read it because this this to me has always been a check point for me and right now I kind of went through it again and. And started thinking to myself, who are these people? So the the the, the quote or the, the line saying is the prerequisite for spending time with any person is that they nourish and inspire you. The question you ask yourself is, are they feeding your flame or dousing your fire? So to me, that's always been like, you know, kind of check your circle. Sure. Uh, I say that you're only as good as the five people around you. And and to me, that's another a way of saying kind of check your circle. But th this during this time, it really grabbed me a little bit more because it was beyond check your circle and make sure you pop these people in and out. It's more like, is are you getting equal amount? And you and I talk about this all the time. <clears throat> are you getting equal amount back from the people that you put into? And I took right. this and I sat down and I started going through the people that are in my life current right now. And I was going one by one and kind of going through to all my friends, friends here in Arizona, my New York friends, everybody. I started going one by one and going, you know, what do I put into it? Do I put enough into it out of the relationship that I expect? And then if the answer is yes, are they putting back into me and nourishing inspire me? Are they feeding my flame as well? <clears throat> so I, I spent this exercise the past few days, and it's, you know, without saying any names, it 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 really opened my eyes to a couple of things. Well, so uh, to your point, a couple of different things come up for me there. Number one, don't forget when you include that list of the actual people, you know, the, the people you've known, the people you work with, the people you partner mm -hmm. with, the people that are in your daily. Also, though, the people that we look to for inspiration, whether they're dead or alive, 
um, whether that be our parents, whether that's our gurus, whether that's the people that we look to for models of success and whatnot, yep. and realize realize that those people are, are giving to us <clears throat> in ways that we, you know, we're still the seedling. We're still, you know, sucking their water and nourishment and things like that from. Um, two, that we don't, it isn't always equal, and that oftentimes we do have to give more to certain people in certain situations, and we will get it back somewhere else. Um, the human ego expectation is to get it back from where we put it, but we, we know when we talk about this that that's not always the case, so just being careful when you're, when you're you know, putting things on the scale. And um, to your point, and, and a, a big one, and I, this is interesting because I, I hadn't really thought about it until we just started talking about this in this moment. You know, both of us have been, you know, divorced or whatever, you know, that even means. Um, <laughs> but really what I want to bring that around to full circle is this. So even, it doesn't even take a world pandemic to be put in an uncomfortable quarantine, Right. How about we fall in love and then somebody falls out of love with us or something happens to end a relationship that we put value on or that became part of our regular or our normal or our homeostasis or whatever keeps us calm and sane and, um, you know, regular. And, you know, divorce can be its own pandemic, right, um, for, for a moment. And it's like talk about being uncomfortable and until you have lived through it or a death in the family or, you know, losing a spouse or losing a child or losing a parent. Um, those, those are other moments of being forced into uncomfortable learning situations that in the moment you're being thrown in a fire and we, we go through all the different things, anger, resentment, fear, emotion, heartbreak, all these things. And then finally we accept we learn compassion and we become better and we have a better understanding as to why it had to happen, why I had to be uncomfortable in order to learn the lesson and why I'm grateful now for my new platform or my new place. Um, so yeah. it's interesting, you know, this, this topic covers a lot of area um, that you wouldn't necessarily relate it to right off, right off the bat. Yeah, and 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 to be clear, there's like so much growth <clears throat> to be, in the uncomfortable places, and to, I've said this for years. To be clear on on uh, giving it back equally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To to be clear on the equal the equality of the nourishment and the inspiring. It's yeah. not it's not about equal of what you give. So if I give you, if I call you all the time and tell you I love you, and you call me once a month. I don't mean like that. <clears throat> I mean like in a self-maximizing way. Yeah. It doesn't even have to a be. example, their life alone could be the nourishment. Just the example. Well, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what they actually give you. It doesn't have to be equal or better of what you do. It has to Good be enough. in your heart to know that, that uh, like for example, when I go donate and I go down into the shelters or I go cook for them or I go bring clothes and food, I go down there and I do those things. I'm not like, okay, I hope one of these guys, um, you know, gives me something. Yeah, like, of course. It, it's, it's a self-maximizing equality, right? I'm going down there because I know what it does for my heart. Right. So that person is pouring back into me when they don't even know it. So I just want to be clear on when, when you're picking and you're looking at your friendship, I don't mean I'm the one always paying for the checks and they never pick up a check. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. Right. <laughs> that, you have a choice over that. If you're pissed that you always pick up the check, you're an idiot. 
<laughs> That's different. I mean, it's more about the core values yeah. in these people and whether right. they actually do something specific for you or not, or whether they just live in, in alignment with the right. way that you agree with. Is your heart on fire? Giving back. Is your heart on fire around these people? Right. Right. That's all I have to bring. So, um, and it all comes to that full circle of this, this, and every choice. Every time we're forced to be uncomfortable, every time we are forced to watch our own heartbreak, anytime we are forced, oh, yeah. out of our comfort zone, out of our regular, this is the time of our lives. Our hiding and our masks and all those things is is a moment to say, I wonder if free will actually works. Yeah. And then use it because every single person that is experiencing this exact thing worldwide, they have a choice to look at all the negative and repeat it over and over and over again, and then continue to have a negative experience that feels like they're being sucked down a drain, <clears throat> or look for the positive, look for the humility, look for the compassion, look for the ways to serve, look for the yeah. things to be grateful for, and then look for the solutions and start to work towards them. Yeah. Yeah. That's so the opportunity. We are, we are in an opportunity. We are in this moment. We're afforded this extra time. Take advantage of it. Do things normally wouldn't do. Get creative in your own skill set. Get creative in your own workplace. Think outside the box and what your businesses offer and how you can change it, how you can utilize technology to help your business in this moment since we have extra time. Um, and the biggest, the biggest mistake, yeah, the biggest mistake, two things. I want to say one, there'll be, there's very rare times, again, forced that m more people are literally all eyeballs on platforms right now. So get on them. Shove it down their throat if you want. Spend all the hours and time. Um, number two is don't get caught in this thing. Lazy or your feet in concrete. We don't plan to fail. We fail to plan. This is the time right. to plan. Get ahead of your business. Do all the things that you feel like you need to catch up on or you feel like you never have time for. Or yes. slow down a little bit and take a really good fine comb through your business and go, this is the opportunity for me to clean up some messes, to to make more efficient moves, to add something, and be ready so when we come back, you're ahead of the game. You're ahead of other people. You're ahead of yourself, and you can keep affording yourself some time because you, you took this extra time that was given to us, this opportunity, this moment. So I want everybody to just look at this thing as, yeah, it's terrible this virus happened, but guess what? We're going to get through it. You know, in a year's time or whatever it is, we're going to look back and go, there's a vaccine for it. It's just another flu. You know, remember that one time. But let's take advantage of this moment. Personal and business. So, um, and, I think... And realize, yeah, what, what, yeah. what we did with it. Because here's, here's the best part about experience and the best part about knowing that what doesn't kill us does make us stronger is that every time that happens in life, in all these scenarios we've discussed, we can then touch that place and touch that memory in this moment and say, when this, this will come to an end, just like every rainstorm and every snowstorm and any storm that's ever existed, there will be a sunrise to come and a beautiful sunny day. And I hope that when I look back on this time, 
I don't question what I did with it. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, hundred percent. So I mean, let's let's definitely get into because you know I, I've been a little bit sensitive on it, but you know I'm in the same space as you. I want to get into another podcast. Maybe we'll jump on another one tomorrow again and get another podcast and really talk about just the way um, things are going, how it progressed, how it's been handled, uh, more of a, a scoped look at this whole uh, virus itself instead of, you know, today I really wanted to get with the listeners and talk about, you know, what are you doing inside? You know, don't let it pass you by. But you and I, let's jump on another one tomorrow, maybe or the next day, and and really, um, you know, maybe we'll cross a couple lines a little bit, but I think it's important to talk about as well from the other side of it, the outside of it, what's going on in the world and how we're handling it and the whole nine. So uh, we'll get and, 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 we'll get back how, on that. Yeah, and, and really that's going to be an important one because yeah. that's really going to be a discussion about, you know, uh, everybody's going to look where you shine the spotlight. It doesn't yeah, mean yeah. that things aren't happening in the dark. And so that's that's a, another subject for another day and i look yeah. forward to it but thanks always for your time i love having these discussions with you and i really think it's important for our own mental health and the mental health of anybody who feels like listening um to you know be ahead of it and to lead the narrative i don't i don't want to be sheep and i don't want to um be a victim to fear because fear is an illusion and, yeah. and this time can be whatever we want it to be. So grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah I appreciate you coming on and uh, appreciate all you guys listening, tuning in, downloading. I know it's been a minute since we've been on and, and uh, we intend on coming back stronger, taking our own advice and really using this time to, to uh, put some tracks down um, on this medium. So you have something to do at your home. So, um, you know, treat everybody like you want to be treated. Bring somebody up with you at this moment. Be empathetic to everybody that is feeling fear and anxiety and feeling stressed and helpless. And try to change the conversation you have with your friends and family. You know, don't jump on the, a phone call and, and, and share the news, which we've all been sucking down 24 hours. Oh, did you see this? Change the subject. Change it up. Remember, other people are already at high levels. Try to take somebody down. Try to pull them back a little bit with you and, and change the mood. So I appreciate you all listening. Download the podcast, Real, Raw, and Flawed, at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Download it. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. Chime in. Uh, let us know what you want to talk about. We'd love to bring on another guest, too. Get a little three-way going. So um, download it. Let us know yeah. what you think. Can't wait till next time. Let's try uh let's try dialing this back up tomorrow. Yeah, so call your grandmas and learn the new step. Love yeah. y'all. Alright, love you. Appreciate you.